Section 39 of The One-Eyed Griffin and Other Tales by Herbert Eskett Inman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Humpty Dello, Chapter 4, The End of Greedy Pig So eager was Dickie to rescue the princess that it did not take him very long to reach the brook, and there on the bank he saw the fat old frog sitting just as Robin Goodfellow had said. Going up to her, he doffed his hat, made three low bows, and repeated the words. Frog, frog, lead the way, show me where to go, I pray. Then the frog raised her head, and gave three dismal croaks, saying, I will guide you, follow, follow, o'er the bracken, through the hollow, greedy pig is here hard by, brave and true, his rage defy. Through the break and through the hollow, I will lead you. Follow, follow. She ceased, and giving three more croaks, began to hop swiftly along the road, only stopping now and then to make sure Dickie was following. Well, this is a strange thing, he thought. But he said nothing, only grasped his shield firmly, and loosened his sword in its sheath. On they went across the meadows, through the hollow, and into the woodland, and there the frog stopped, and Dickie saw, coming down the road towards them, the huge form of the giant. Well, he certainly is pretty big, he muttered, but he seems rather footsore and weary. I should say he has had a long walk, and he seems rather upset about something. Dickie was right. Giant Greedy Pig was limping along terribly tired with his long journey. He no longer carried his club over his shoulder, but let it trail along in the dust. And as he walked, he moaned and sighed so much that he set all the leaves of the trees shaking. Something must be the matter with him. I wonder what it is, thought the boy, as he watched him approaching. I'll just let him know I'm here. And stepping boldly forward, he cried, Hello, giant greedy pig. What's the matter with you? The monster stood still and gazed about in surprise, up into the sky, into the treetops, and at last down on the ground, and there he espied our hero, and stared at him in bewildered amazement at his audacity. Did you dare to speak to me, you impudent mannequin? he growled. Of course I did. You need not be so uncivil. I asked what was the matter with you, because you looked so tired. At this the giant began to bellow. Oh, boo-hoo-hoo, I am very tired, and I'm very sad, and I've been most cruelly used, and, and my heart is broken. Oh, boo-hoo. Here I say, shouted Dickie. Don't cry such big tears or you'll flood the place. Stop crying and tell me all about it. It's all the fault of that wicked Humpty Dello. He left me to walk home, right from the north of Scotland, and he's stolen my sweetheart away. But I'll smash him so when I catch him. And as he spoke, he brought his club down such a crash that the earth fairly shook. Oh, you need not trouble to do that, 
replied Dicky. If you'll just tell me where to find him, I'll kill him for you. You will? gasped Greedy Pig. Why, he would settle you in no time. Will he? laughed Dicky. Not if I know it. But where is he? Why do you want to know? demanded Greedy Pig suspiciously. Because he has stolen my sweetheart too. What is her name? Oh, she is the Princess Daffodil, he answered. What? roared Greedy Pig. She is not. The Princess Daffodil is my sweetheart. Well, I'm sorry for that, said Dicky coolly, because in that case I shall have to kill you too. Ho, ho, you absurd little midget. Why, I will eat you up at one mouthful. Come and be eaten. Hold hard, greedy pig, answered Dicky. I don't mind you eating me if you can. Only you must cook me first, and you will want a big fire to do that. Greedy pig glared at him. He could not understand how it was such a little creature was not frightened of him. Are you not afraid? he growled. What of you? Oh dear, no. Look, I will just sit down here while you get the fire lit. Only be quick. Suiting the action to the word, our hero seated himself under a tree, keeping a watchful eye on the giant, who, utterly disconcerted, stood motionless for some seconds, then with a grunt of anger, kicked a few sticks together and set them alight. Come on, you monkey, the fire is ready, he said. Oh no, that little fire is no use. I want one much larger. Do you see that great hole? He pointed as he spoke to a deep pit close at hand. You are a great strong fellow, and it will not take you long to fill that with wood. I think that will be fire enough. You are mighty particular, grumbled the giant. But he set to work, for Dickie had tricked his vanity when he called him strong. Panting and puffing, he tore up the great trees and hurled them into the pit until it was quite full. Then he threw burning brands in, and soon the hole was one mighty furnace. Will that do for you? he demanded. Very nicely, said Dicky, rising. Now then, you may cook me if you can catch me. Ooh, I'll soon do that, shouted Greedy Pig, rushing forward. But he found he was mistaken, for fast though he ran, Dicky's magic shoes moved faster, and kept our hero at a safe distance. Round and round the giant pit they rushed, Dicky in front, the giant tired and panting behind, until giddy and out of breath, he had to stop. Oh, puff, puff, I can't run any more, he panted. Only wait till I catch you. All right, I'll wait, laughed his tormentor. I'm in no hurry, but look here, if you will answer my questions. I will promise not to run round any more. Oh, what are they? Just this. Where does Humpty Dello keep the three charms he got from the princess? Who told you he had three charms? cried Greedy Pig, more surprised than ever. Oh, I know it. He has a golden hair from Daffodil's head, a pearly tear from her eye, and a crimson drop of blood from her fair white arm. You seem to know all about it, said the amazed giant. Of course I do. Now tell me where he keeps them. Well, 
it won't make much difference, as you will soon be cooked and eaten. So if you promise not to run round any more, I will tell you. He keeps the golden hair in his head, the pearly tear in his left eye, and the crimson drop of blood in his heart. Now come and be eaten. Wait a bit, laughed Dicky. That is not in the bargain. I said I would not run round, but I am going to jump across the pit. Jump across? You pick me, shouted Greedy Pig. You can't jump across that. You can't, you mean. I can do it easily. I can jump farther than you, roared the giant in a rage. All right, replied Dicky coolly. We will see. I will stand at this tree and jump right over. Then we will see if you can do it. Agreed, cried Greedy Pig, who felt quite certain our hero would tumble into the fire and so save him many more trouble. Dicky walked to the tree, then took one leap, and the magic shoes carried him safely across the burning mass. Can you do that? he demanded, aiming a stone at Greedy Pig on purpose to make him angry. Hoo-hoo, to be sure I can. Stand out of the way, you imp. Greedy Pig took a tremendous jump as he spoke. But big as he was, the distance was too great for him, and he fell, just as Dickie expected he would, right into the middle of the fire. He roared, he bellowed, he screamed for help, until the whole forest echoed. But it was all in vain. The smoke choked him. The fire blinded him, and at last, after a terrible struggle, he fell back, and Dicky, drawing his sword, ran forward, and with one blow cut his ugly head clean off to put him out of his pain. Hoorah! Hoorah! he shouted. One enemy overcome, and Humpty Dello's secret known. Now to find the door. He again bowed to the frog, and repeated the words. Frog, frog, lead the way. Show me where to go, I pray. Then the frog gave three dismal croaks, and replied, Follow me, come, follow me, through the forest, over the lee. Humpty Dello's home, I know. Follow me, and we will go. Over the lee, and through the hollow, I will lead thee. Follow, follow. End of section 39